Welcome, everybody. The bottom line, Happy New Year again. I know we're almost halfway through January, but it's only the second show of the new year, and I've got a really a good one. I was asked off camera, is this going to be serious? And I said, well, look who's on the other side, not this side, on the other side of the table. Probably not so serious, but the topics will be serious. Philippa Boyens, it's always amazing to have you on the show. Yes, she's my better half, but honestly, you make the show so rich. And then I, I didn't even know Katie Walker, Philippa's writing partner, uh, partner in good, not partner in crime, for writing <laughs> yeah. screenplays and books. Katie Walker, yeah. first time in the house at the bottom line. Whoop, whoop. So excited. Hello. <laughs> Hello, everyone. And, and that's why it will not be too serious. Oh. You're going to learn a lot. Yes. I am? Yes. And it'll be fun. I like that. Yes. <laughs> I like learning. Yeah. Thanks for having us. So listen, right at the top here, I'm just going to thank Patriot Mobile. Check out Patriot Mobile. Why don't you go to the website, patriotmobile.com, and put in the bottom line. You get free activation or dial 972-PATRIOT. Mention the bottom line. Get free activation. If you're a veteran, they're really going to take care of you. And Patriot Mobile is the only Christian conservative cell phone company in the U.S. putting their money where their values lie, fighting for life. They fight to stop human trafficking with us, and they're going to the border with us. January 21st, we have a big event at the border that we'll tell you about a little bit later. So why don't you check out Patriot Mobile, Glenn Story, and the guys there really do a great job. Okay. Welcome. You've been writing a lot. Yes. Yeah. For years we've been writing, but we have been writing a lot this past year. People that don't know, I mean, if if you if you followed me in any in in any form, um, you've seen Katie's face. She's a sister in Christ, but also I think she's, we do need to introduce. I, Katie. I, I like, think so. I like, think so. This is one of our favorite people, and we met Katie through eight days. And I would just love Katie if you could tell us how you got to that audition. At eight oh, days. she yes. plays the mom. Katie is one of the yes. lead actors in the movie Eight yes. Days, film against sex trafficking. If you haven't seen it yet, are you living under a rock? <laughs> what right. is wrong with you? Step up your game and become an act activist and help us fight trafficking. Watch the movie Eight Days um, and you'll see Katie in Eight Days for sure. Yeah. Yes. Tell us that. I, I know, but remind us. Well, of that story. I'll remind you. I, I had just at that moment decided that I should probably get paid for acting. And I had told my husband, hey, I am not going to take any more free jobs, you know, because I value what I've yeah. learned and yeah. and that technique. And, right. And um, I'm searching through Facebook. An ad for eight days auditions comes up. It's to go into Texas high schools to bring awareness to sex trafficking. I had only seen Taken at that time. That's about as far as my knowledge on trafficking was. This was like 2013. Yeah. 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 And um, so I thought, oh, it's in, it's filming in Dallas. I can audition for one day. I have family. I can stay. It won't cost anything. I'll audition for a day player. So I, I send in an audition for a day player. Day player is five lines or less. And so I thought, oh, I'll just do this. This'll, this is great. And um, so I got a call back. That night, I had to you know, go to sleep, wake up, drive over to Dallas because I live in Louisiana um, for the audition. And at 3.30 in the morning, I wake up to what I feel or I think is an audible voice from the Lord. I mean, I look to the left at my husband thinking it may be him. He's asleep, not even moving. And the only words I hear and it like echoed in my body was audition for the mom. 
Which is not the role you auditioned for at first. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Because the mom was not a day player. She's a lead. A lead. Right. Yeah. Well, and... And the mom was a blonde. Supposed to be. <laughs> so, she's five foot two blonde. Right. Which you're not. Correct. <laughs> a petite blonde, too. No, that I'm was, not saying that. No. Well, that I'm was the description. Petite, but yes. Was, in my mind, as the director, I was going to cast this smaller mom because you you got to match the mom with the daughter, right? And right. so, yeah, anyway... It, you didn't audition for the mom because it didn't even fit the description. Correct. Yeah. And, and your I, agent wouldn't give you that role because you didn't fit. The right. I didn't fit. It wasn't even on my radar. Yeah. And so I think, what role do I have out that I've auditioned for that's the mom? I had to go back through about five that I had put in. And the only one that called for a mom role was eight days. And when I looked at it, it was calling for a blonde petite, and I was like, this is not the Lord. This is like a pizza dream. This was yeah. not, but I thought, but what if it is? And I feel like it is. Like I just innate, inside, deep, I felt like it was the Lord directing my path. Because, you know, in the word it says, he will lead God and counsel you with his eyes upon you. So I say, okay, all right, I, if this is you, Lord, I'm going to send I'm going to just tell the casting agent, which you don't do, that I'm coming in to audition for the mom and I need the audition material. And so at 7 a.m., I send it at 3.30 in the morning and at 7 a.m. I have the audition sides for the mom in my email with no response. Like, great, here's the... I will say our team is efficient. <laughs> hey. 7 a.m. Well done, Katrina. Yes. Yeah, Katrina cooked it a heck of a job. Yes. Yep. And so when I came in, there were a lot of ladies that were blonde and mid 40s and i thought all right i'm gonna go for this and so you walked in the room i never forget mm -hmm. we're sitting in the room and and i love to as a director i i love to be as involved in the process as possible to really screen the actors philippa's in the room it's me there's i don't know you walk into a room of maybe four or five people and and Katie's the only non-blonde walking in. I mean, and, and there's been some yeah. really, I mean, Todd Terry's wife walk. I mean, there's some amazing actors that walked in. Mm -hmm. And here comes Katie. And I kid you not, within the first line, I, I was like, and when you walked out, I said, look, we can see how many other moms are out there. And they go, oh, there's a lot. I said, we can see them all, but I'm telling you, she's the mom. And we were like, but she's not a blonde. But, and I said, yeah. I don't know, but that's that. That's the mom. She's yeah. playing. She's playing Amber's mom, yeah. and and so it and so it happened. You became the mom, which was not so a day role. No, it wasn't. It was not. And all of those actors and all of our crew like volunteered their time and talent to bring awareness to this issue and show what's really happening. And it's made such an impact. What are we at? Like two hundred countries yeah. verified. Over a hundred million people around the world have seen that movie. And counting. And at this point, I mean, I've lost, we've lost complete. You can't control it anymore because churches and nonprofits screen it. And no. and it's just, it's got a life of its own. I mean, I'll get messages randomly. Like three <laughs> months ago, I got a message. Hey, just saw the movie in Poland at, a, wow. at a, like a screener. And I'm like, go get them. I mean, yes, <laughs> wow. go, go. Yeah. It's, it's, it's really... It, God's directing it. We've lost all control. I mean, long well, time ago. It was a really great tool. At that time, my oldest was 11. Mm -hmm. And so many people asked, should I let my 11-year-old see this? Mm -hmm. And I remember, if you don't let your 11-year-old see this, this is such a tool right now. I mean, social media is teaching yeah. you. 
they're, you're getting groomed already before 11. Mm-hmm. And so it was one of those, those moments that I used as a parent mm-hmm. that this is a tool for parents that when you have to have that uncomfortable conversation yeah. about sex or trafficking or what is this or your body and this, who's allowed to touch it and all of these conversations that are, they can be difficult. They yeah. can be difficult yeah. to talk about. Here's a tool. Yeah. yeah, it's Here's an icebreaker. It's the ultimate icebreaker, and it's it and it's non-explicit. It's non-exploitive. I remember, you would call me. Katie would call and go, "Hey, I got I got like eight. I don't know, eight or ten, eleven-year-olds. They're all in the media room, and or boys. Yeah, eighteen-year-olds. Yeah. You know, whatever. And we're gonna watch eight days. <laughs> and I'm like, yes. their parents have not. And she's like, I'm gonna ask these boys. Are you? You know, what are no. you doing? And well, I yeah. <laughs> I would ask just straight yeah. up, hey guys, are we watching porn? What's going on here? Yeah. And they're big eyes, like, because, you know, that is very prevalent with the young yeah. middle yeah, school 100%. boys. It really is. And it's Thank funny, you, you know, I, I I honestly, and, and, uh, and really that movie is kind of timeless. Yeah. I, I just watched scenes of it the other day again. And God, and you know, you were on set. Mm-hmm. God completely controlled that set. Mm-hmm. I mean, Dan. The crew worked 16-hour days. Dan fell asleep on the set, not on the job, but literally had to sleep on just I have pictures. Me too, Dan. Yeah. <laughs> Actors too. were sleeping on the floor. In this, I mean, we were just, we, uh, it was yeah. an incredible experience. But it shows you what happens when, when, when people come together. Mm-hmm. And now we fast forward and, you know, Sex Nation is about to come out. And you're also in Sex Nation, the documentary. And, and, and Rebecca's doing such a incredible job editing it and and sex nation is going to be the next but i really feel like they go hand in hand because mm-hmm. because eight days is a feature film it's not a documentary and and still to date still the only movie on sex trafficking that's from the victim's perspective and you wrote it that way which yeah. was brilliant i thought that was really important is people needed to care um, and then we've got to inspire and commission people. And I can't believe it's 10 years now. Wow. Oh my gosh, 10 years. Um, but it was just a moment of saying yes. And we took our fish and our lows. Here's what we can do together. And because we said yes in that, there's been so many more open doors and so many, I like it. I'm amazed to see how far the movement has come, how many people are doing things and impacting and legislation that's going on. And I really think, you know, this little volunteer volunteer film was a part of that. It really brought the two of you together. You became a sister. The two of you became best friends. And then you started writing together. So let's leap, if I can take a leap. Yeah. Look, I, I do want to just mention, because my love for sport and, <laughs> I mean, T-Dub, yeah. just shout out to you, bro. Uh, this is actually from your Jersey retirement ceremony. Let's go. That's Todd Walker is who I'm talking about for you LSU fans. Todd Walker, a slugger, a real Louisville slugger. Um, LSU, this is a ball Todd gave me and signed today. I didn't even know it was here. Katie, Katie is Todd's wife. So Katie Walker, Todd Walker, T-Dub, shout out to you. Uh, you can check Todd out. He announces um, college, uh, baseball. college baseball on ESPN and is just an amazing human being. Um, so we became friends and, and, you know, galvanized this relationship, a brother-sister relationship and sisters in Christ. And then you started writing together, right? And now you write a lot. It's films, yeah. it's TV series, it's books, devotional. So just 
take over the show and start talking about some of the writing projects. Let's talk about Arise. Oh, yes. Oh, you want to start this with the is, latest first? No, I mean. this is the first thing we did together. And this is a word um, Katie got as well. And I'm so proud of you for hearing. And you took it to me, but you can. And you commissioned. Well, well, give, me, give me that book again. Yeah. No, no, not the Devo, the, the new one, the, the first one. This, oh, is, this is the first one. This is the first okay, one. Okay, so Arise. Listen, guys, I'm telling you. Don't Stop listening to social media on how to date a woman or what to do. Just read this book and give this book to your wife. Give it as a gift to your mom, your sister. Let them dive into their character in Christ and who they really are. Arise and then Arise Devotional. Can you hand me that? That came this out two days work, ago. Workbook. Workbook. When Just done. Two days ago. Yeah. Yes. The it's workbook on Arise two days ago, fresh off the press, literally. Yes. So the workbook on the Devo um, Katie and Philip on the back, there's little bios on both of them. Incredible. Katie's an actress, a mom, an activist. Uh, and Philippa is, uh, yeah, just <laughs> amazing. Philippa's all the above. Homeschooling mom, well, they write together. Okay, have, so from Arise, you went where? I mean, it, well, I just, I have so much fun with Katie because um, I love, I love characters. I love moving people. And Katie, you come from a place of, of acting too. Right. Which, like being in these characters' heads. So that makes screenplay writing and God's heart so much fun. <laughs> right. To be able to write together and create together. But these are primarily, well, this one we do get into some story aspects. Um, it's a this parable. One's fun. Yeah, you got to lift it up. Yep. Break the Dawn. What's Break the Dawn about? Because um, that's fiction, right? Become the hero you were created to be. It's a fictional story, um, but then we break it down into a, a Bible study. And it's calling up people and to be the heroes that God created us to be. We're created in the image of God. Um, Jesus is the ultimate hero. And there's a journey to that. You're not born a hero. So this is what I liked about eight days. I'm going to tie that in. It was saying yes. It was a moment. Yes. Like you heard the voice of the Lord. That was like the call to action the call to adventure, and you didn't go, eh, I'm going to resist that, which a lot of people do. A lot of people initially resist the call to greatness. Well, I did. I gave it to you as oh. a job <laughs> to do. Oh, yeah. For Arise, yes. When you got the word from the Lord on Arise, you did give it to me. That's true. Yes. But yeah, because the actress said, you're the writer, <laughs> right. you go right. And Philip That's was like, uh, excuse me, I, I'll never forget. I was standing in the kitchen. I remember <laughs> this. I remember this. It was on speaker. And she's like, God gave it to you. You got to write. And and, yeah. and and off you went, right? And a, and a writer was born. I mean, honestly. Right. I mean, it's well, a really powerful message and story, and I'm glad I could help. <laughs> well, I would say that to anyone mm -hmm. that's called, you know, my life past taught me through experience that I couldn't write. <laughs> my grades in English weren't high. Every My mom, I would beg to write papers yeah. you know everything was you're not a writer so yeah. I just believed that I couldn't do that mm. so when the Lord gave me mm. because we would go around with eight days and send it I asked the Lord what is the heart how do you really avoid this and it he, it was so sweet he was like they've got to know who they are my ladies, my women my prizes need to know who they are and that's how arise was birthed. And so yeah. I said, Philippa, you've got to write this. It's more than a, a Instagram ad. This is this is the heart of the father. And she said, 
Well, you got to write it. But I'll tell you what, I will help you. How, um, how often do you think people have that kind of a dormant ability, right? But there's an element, <clears throat> how do I say this? There's an element that's not there that they think is essential. Give mm-hmm. an example. You are a writer because you hear God's heart, you understand people, you convey characters as an actor, and you see story. You see. Right. You, you see in pictures. But you got bad English grades. <laughs> you, I mean, I'm just repeating. Yeah. But, but, and you felt that disqualified you. So there's an element of what you thought you needed in order to write, and then you disqualified yourself. How often do you think people do that? I think the enemy will do anything to prevent us from doing what we're called to do. And I think we're in a time and season now where the Lord is searching to and fro and for somebody to say, yes, here I am, Lord, send me. And you may not have all the pieces together, but you have everything you need to start to do what you need to do today. And sometimes you collaborate. You know, I'll never forget in Nashville, and we're in the middle of this now, and and I say this with much respect. But, but there's some areas where if you really want to be great, and I'm not saying you can't be great from, as a songwriter coming from, from Stuttgart, but it's going to be difficult because it's not a songwriting culture. So you're not daily measuring yourself. It's like Todd will say this. The second you step up you know, and you go to the major leagues, every moment you're competing with the best. All right. So you don't even have to ask, well, how good am I really? Oh, just <laughs> step to the plate. We'll know in about 15 seconds. Can you see Can you see the slider? Can you not? Can you see the fastball? Can you not? We'll know. <laughs> the lights don't lie in sport. Well, the lights do lie if you're in a small little community and you're the only rider. You know? And so what you're finding is a community like Dallas, which is not really a music community. Mu- musicians, they're good, but they're not great. They can't live up to Nashville. Why? Because the Nashville musician, the Nashville songwriter is constantly in an iron sharpens iron situation. So I think sometimes people want to do it themselves and they think they don't have all the tools. Meanwhile, they're actually supposed to collaborate. Right. And now it's one really great writer with a great story thinker. It's not a writer coming together. And all of a sudden the sharpening happens. Right. And, and now you're a writer. And that doesn't mean all of a sudden now you'll get great English grades. Right. Probably not. No, that's when you hire an editor. Correct. So And good. now you're bringing the editor. <laughs> no, but, but do you right. see what I'm saying though? I think yes. people disqualify yeah. themselves from even just being a piece of the puzzle. Yep. So now, the, so now they just don't show up because they don't have all the tools, right? And really nobody has all the tools. No, no one person we need each other. can go do it by themselves. So it's I want to encourage important. people, learn from this scenario where, yes, yeah. Philippa is a natural-born writer. She wrote when she was seven. She's a writer. But but here's the scenario where, you know, at some point you're like, okay, well, let's write. And now you write. Now you write a lot. Right. She does write a lot. <laughs> Film. It. it actually surprises TV. me. And, you know, it's still almost hard to accept. I'm sure. And I would, you know, I always like to go back to the word because the word is what gives you the courage Mm -hmm. because he tells you who you are and it's him inside of you, you know? So true. I have a couple things um, that are kind of jumping out at me. On the way here, 
felt like the Lord was talking to me a lot about um, when we're born, we kind of have this limitless potential. Mm -hmm. And to me, it's like a blank word document or a bunch of empty pages that could be filled with anything. And as life goes on, those pages get filled, <laughs> some not by your choice, but you always have this thing where no matter what happened yesterday, you have a blank page to start your story with the Lord each day. So I think that's really important. Um, you know, no matter what happened in the past, you can change how the story ends. But see, I, lo I love what you're saying because I think some of those stories on your pages, they're not written by you or God. They're written by other people. Yeah. And if you read their writing and you start believing their writing, you lose yourself. That's good. Honestly, and because yeah. what they and look at culture yeah. today, I would argue, even in the church, they read more the writing of other people about who they are than the, about the word yeah. of God. And, and so, if you read what other people write about you, what they say about you, how they see you, you start believing that about yourself. Yeah. And nobody, no, I always say this to people: show me someone that's willing to fight on his own. Believing what God called them to do, that's a person that's going to succeed. Mm -hmm. Any person that's dependent on someone on the outside to motivate them, to drive them, to encourage them, you are codependent, you are limited to that person's perspective of yeah. your potential. True. So that person that's may sad. speak yeah. into your life and go, oh, I believe in you, but there's a limit. And then when you reach that threshold, now where's the next person to take me to the next high? Yeah. And I see athletes all the time with yeah. incredible giftings. They can't perform. <laughs> what is this now? I have That's this tag. That's in the book? This yeah. is in the book, what you're speaking out. And I held it before we started. You guys took my words and put it in your no, book? No, before we started, so like I said, this is the word for, for the people. This, this is the it, moment where you choose who you are going to be. How amazing you opened so fast to that chapter. I well, mean, you know the Lord told it. me this is yeah. what the word is. <laughs> it's give me so this. important. Give me this. Yeah. Read it again. Yeah, yeah where, where is this? Right oh, here. this is the moment where you choose who you are going to be. And, and that moment today for the viewer is a brand new blank page. Let's go. Right? Limitless. Yep. Limitless. Yeah. And Not what they wrote about you, what mm -hmm. your family said about you, how your father treated you, how he supported your sister and not you, how he told you you'll amount to nothing. The, uh, I mean, all those things, blank page today, because if you read that stuff, I'll just be real. That's You read that stuff, that's why suicide rates through the roof. That's yeah. why depression is through the roof. Right. You pay way too much attention about what others say and, and how they limit you. Uh, that's amazing. What page is that on? <laughs> it's the start of chapter four. Okay. I, it is a thick book, but it is so, I mean, we spent four years on it, but it is just calling up people into who they're called to be. This is an hour for heroes. Um, I definitely want to hit the 10 talents a little bit. Before uh, you go, I just want to tell people, sorry to interrupt, mm -hmm. for the podcast listeners that can't see, it's called Break the Dawn by Katie Walker and Philippa A. Boyens. Break the Dawn. Get the book <laughs> stop procrastinating you'll know you have the book if you see a sun and a sword on the front stop procrastinating and start with a blank page and katie and i talk about this a lot um just that the moment you were conceived was the moment the world god decided the world could no longer live without you um every person if you are alive today god has a purpose and plan for your life 
Um, you are an important part of the piece piece of the puzzle that God is creating to his master plan. We need everybody to show up. That's extremely important. Um, but another thing that's been heavy on my heart is um, the 10 talents. And like there is something God put inside of you that the world needs. Um, so this is Matthew 25. Thank you, Rebecca. You're so <laughs> yeah. fast. I won't read all of that, but this is what the kingdom of heaven is like. So this is this is God. This is Jesus speaking to the people, and he spoke in parables all the time. So this is why, um, like, the parables he used are stuff like, like um, harvesting and growing things and farming, which are not really um, relevant to us as much, definitely not to me. So this is a parable a little bit different, but this is about the kingdom of heaven. Um, so it's about God. He gives his own servants different talents. Um, and these could be like, I've been hit with the weight of like knowledge we have is a talent. Like we are responsible for the knowledge we've been given. We are mm -hmm. responsible for the time we've been given. Not it's just gifts, abilities, talents, circumstance. I, I, you know, I say this all the time. Being an American citizen yeah. is a gift from God. It really is. Being able to serve him freely is a gift, and the mm -hmm. gift's being squandered. I, I digress, but it's being squandered. And then Scripture tells you it'll be taken from you. Yeah, and that is, that is That's what That's a happens. hard word. Yeah. You bury your yeah. talent, I will take it from you and give it to someone else. Yeah. Right. So so all the all the believers out there, or just even those who are capitalists and go, yeah. you bury that sucker, you're going to lose it. Well, you know, something very strong that you said once to me was, God will let you. Yeah. Not let you bury it. He'll let you bury it. He's a gentleman. He will not walk ahead of you. He does not force you right. to do anything. Right. Yeah. I, I kind of want to hit, if we can go down, just yeah, the good. one that received the one talent came and said, Lord, I knew you had to be a hard man, reaping where you have not sown and gathering where you have not scattered seed. And I was afraid and went and hid your talent in the ground. Look, there you have what is yours. Um, the other, the the guy that received 10, you know, made more. He used it and he made more. The guy that received five used it and made more. Um, I, I heard an e interesting teaching on this is this guy's perspective of God was bad. <laughs> I knew you were a hard man reaping where you have not sown. Um, but he hid it and the Lord answered him and said, you wicked and lazy servant, you knew that I reap where I have not sown and gather where I have not scattered seed. You ought to have deposited my money with the bankers and at my coming, I would have received back with my own with interest. So take the talent for him and give it to him who has 10 talents. Um, but this this last verse, verses are kind of awful. For everyone who has, more will be given and he will have in abundance. But from him who does not have, even what he has will be taken away and cast the unprofitable servant into the outer darkness, there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. And here's why. Because God creates with purpose. Mm -hmm. And the purpose is to increase his kingdom. So when he creates you with purpose and you squander his purpose or you hide it, you're, you're stealing, you're robbing from the potential of the kingdom of God. And he says, well, then cast that one out. Yeah. So how dare you when I give you something, let the world define you or limit you or look at your own lack. And why don't you look at me who harvest where I didn't plant, right? Right. Who reap where I didn't sow. 
right and say i will provide for you and that's why and so and so what i draw from this is this and i live my life this way and i will not for nobody because god planted this i I was a young young boy young boy and it was also dysfunction at times because i felt like the whole world was against me it's like okay it's me and god let's go to war (laughs) against the world (laughs) So, 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 so screw it i don't need nobody else let's go but that's not true i know we need people and and god's refined me a lot through this woman but it did breed a culture in me that i only have plan a i don't have plan b wow i don't have a plan b for nothing in life nothing it's not even that i'm fighting against plan b it's just not in my dna and i really believe and and many people will go oh i can't believe you just said that Mm-hmm. Hear me out for a second. I believe that if you have a strong plan B, you plan to use it. You're plan planning for plan A wow. to fail, which means when you're executing plan A, you're never all in. 100%. And if you're not all in, you will fail. So it's a sure recipe for using plan B because you're not going to reach the potential you think you want in plan A if you are not going for broke. Yeah. Because that's what this life is about. Risk. Take the 10 talents and work them. That's high risk, super risky, right? This is why I tell athletes, I had this conversation with your husband out of love and respect about your son last week. Tell Jack to swing for the fences. Don't play. Stop thinking, dude. Get on the plate. Her son's a baseball player. He's going to a new school and just Play to lose it all, and you may just find it. Wow. Oh, I love that. And it's the only way to make it in life. You know, it's you play to lose it all, and those are the guys that end up finding it. Mm. I very seldom see somebody that live life to lose it all. I'm not talking about reckless hedonism. Right. All in committed, burning the candle on all ends, just freaking going, God ascender, because otherwise there is no plan A. And I don't, those guys don't lose. They don't lose. They, 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 can't, they take they knocks, can't afford to. <laughs> right. but they don't lose. Because in the back of their head, there's not, well, I can fall back. If I hear a person, another person tell me, I got my fall back. I'm like, didn't fall already. Well, it's not even God's plan. Because God's plan is something you can't imagine right? or dream. Right? So if your it's dream your is something a. you can do, then you're not even on his, his wavelength true no but true. we got plan you know and so i mean i sent philip a clip uh, patrick bet david uh did a, did something other i was like seldom do i feel like somebody encapsulates kind of how my brain works and i was like philip watch this and she just texts me back that's you and i go yeah <laughs> and he's talking about making decisions quickly and move move but there's risk in that right yeah, so so i feel this urgency I feel such an urgency of time and this weight of, I know mm-hmm. I've been given a lot. I know my, my, the amount of talent that the Lord's given me, even just being born where I am with my parents, with, you know, being married to you, like I feel the weight of my talent. And if I don't use that, I know I'm going to stand before the Lord and I'm going to have to give an account of what I did with it. And it's not going to be, well, so-and-so told me I can't speak at church so-and-so said, I'm a girl, so I can't do anything. So-and-so, you know, said I'm a horrible speaker or whatever. Like, I'm going to have to give an account to the Lord, just me and him, of 
what did you do with what I gave and you? And did you trust me for, yeah. for, for, for what you thought you lacked to fill in that provision? So let's yeah. go there for a second. Yeah. Um, that you've had so many things. You've got, can we, I want to do this. There's an event coming up. So we have a thing that we launched called Watchman Warrior, and it's based on Ezekiel 33, 7. Uh, we're supposed to be watchmen on the wall. And Katie and Philip was like, they were moving in the books, and, and, and it culminated in your shirt being Watchman Warrior women. And the Watchman Warrior men's events, which I won't go into too deep now, but it's an amazing event for father sons, and it's a transformation. It's like a little bit of military boot camp with a whole lot of gospel <laughs> A whole lot of Jesus fellowship and just redemption. You are officially launching Watchmen Warrior Women as part of the ministry. Let's and your go. and your first one is where our first Watchman Warrior for yeah. Men was with Brent and Kelly Nair in Pennsylvania. When is that event? It's February 9th and 10th? No. No, 4th no. and 5th. No, the 4th and 5th. Oh, yeah. that's our yes. we have something the next weekend. February yes. 4th and 5th that in weekend, Pennsylvania. Yeah. Um can you, Rebecca, as I'm speaking, can you try to find it on the website? I want people just to see where they can go. I don't care if you drive from California. Yeah. Go. Go to this event. Do not miss it. And if you cannot go, please send Katie and Philip a request that you would like Watchman Warrior Women to come to your church. You have the mic. What is Watchman Warrior Women? Dan will show us on the screen a little bit here. Talk us through this. Uh, there it is. Watchman Warrior. I do too. Scroll to that logo again, Rebecca. Let us see that logo again. I think that I'm thing feeling is... pretty fiery about it. Right. Well, we're we're calling up women to be Watchman Warriors. Um, I, it is it is this time we need people. I gave a word on one of our lives last week where we're in a season where I feel like the Lord is looking to and fro for who will say like yes to what He's saying, and we need to say, "Here I am, Lord, send me." and my leadership style has kind of been a like I'll look around and like if nobody's going, then I'll be like, well, <laughs> guess I need to do something. And I feel like when the Lord gives you something, he he's like right. speaking to you about it. Then it's not like, hey, Yaku, you need to do this. But it's kind of like what Katie did where she got the word and it's like, no, God gave that to you. It's you. Right. But I can help, you know, so. Um, I feel like, yeah, that's a big part of it is just we are calling up women to be the warriors they're called to be right now. Yeah. So, so take us through the site a little bit. What's going to happen that weekend, Katie? What What are we? What are you girls doing? Well, really, we are going to, you know, our mission is is almost use what's in your hands. Okay. It's a simple, it's simple. The bread Training and the women how Helping them identify what God's already given them. Don't right. look at the lack. Look at what you got and right. then move. And let's move. Yeah. Because there's so many people. And, you know, a lot of things will stop you. Distraction, hurt, betrayal, things in your life and your past will stop you from really stepping in. And so it's almost like we're coming in. We're going to tell you the word who God says you are. You're the hero. You're the hero. You're the hero that's in your family. You're the one, you're the influencer that I could never reach. But this is your circle that God has given you the He's responsibility. You there. Yeah. And, and it that's is, what Break the Dawn has really become the hero right. you were destined to be. I mean. Because you're made to bring light to somebody's darkness. Hmm. And if we all brought the light to somebody's darkness, this world would be, it would be changed. Yeah. We wouldn't see suicide rates the way they are. Yeah. 
fatherless. And, fatherless, or, or, yes. And just we know now familial trafficking is the fastest rising form. That's mothers selling their own children. I mean, think about that for a second. How lost is a mom? How broken? Because we know hurt people hurt people. Right. How broken does a mom have to be to resort to perpetuating the evil that most likely had happened to her? We also know that 80% of those moms were abused on her own child. I mean, they women, I believe, have lost a Christ identity, and it's truly an identity of incredible influence. Yeah, I, I was going to say it cycles. It cycles, and we can choose to be like, well, that's just what happens in my families, or we can say, no, it's ending with me. Can no, I, this stops with me. Yeah, uh, Rebecca, can you just scroll, scroll where people can sign up? Uh, go to help. For those of you in podcast listening, help. JBM. That's Juliet Bravo Mike. Helpjbm.org. And you go to Watchman Warrior Women. You see these two beautiful women. <laughs> uh, keep going down. Somewhere down here, northeastern there Pennsylvania. RSVP. February 4th. And you can sign up. <laughs> and come on, listen. Let me tell you this real quick. I'm going to break it down for you. For all you Starbucks junkies, no, this is not a Taylor Swift song, but for all you Starbucks junkies, Starbucks lovers out there, um, for the price of five Starbucks coffees, you can have your life transformed, right? Those five Starbucks coffees, which you go through in two days, doesn't even give you a caffeine high for 72 hours. Here you can have your life transformed for 25 bucks. Come on. Go there, show up at Pennsylvania. If you cannot make it there, go to JBM, helpjbm.org. Then request the ladies, Philippa and Katie, to bring Watchmen Warrior Women to your state, to your city. If there's enough requests, we'll support them to go there. So come on. And we have our shirts there available as well and the books so you can find. And, you know, I had a, a picture of this for the Watchman, Watchman Warrior in my mind. I know that was from the Lord. And it was almost like if you are feeling, if you're a woman and you're feeling like the embers of your heart are almost going to be snuffed out, almost, I can just tell you, if you come to one of these events, the Lord is going to blow on those embers and there will be a burning fire up in your heart. So I'm not going to use like a revival, like a churchy term, but I'm going to use like a, it's a get up and go. It's a fire. Let's burn and let's make a difference and burn. Like but it's I want to be a burn. Right? Yes. Yes. The eyes have to open. Yes. Yeah. Right. They've got to see themselves differently. Not how culture is defining them. I will ask you a question in this whole, and this is complete, you know, free thinking here. I love free thinking. What, what, <laughs> no what limits. do you make of this whole, you know, women compete with men, not in sport, but in life. Women compete with men and it's all, you know, all the conversations, glass ceiling, equal pay, all these things, you know, just where are you on this? Well, I think we need each other. Um, one of the things that I, I got in the car over here was um, Deborah. And we've talked a lot about how we're in a season right now where we've had a lot of weak men. And because there's been an absence, there's been a rise in women leaders. And that's what happened in Deborah's time. The men were literally hiding. But what Deborah did, which was amazing, is she didn't, she didn't go, I'm a woman, I can't do anything. She went and found the men and called them up. 
to go fight the battle. So I feel like that is kind of what we need to do in this moment. We, we need strong leaders. And I've talked to you about this too. Like if the men step up, like yeah. it's going to change. But, I, but I'll tell you, something changes in a man when his wife or his girl calls him up. Because there's a belief system. Because all these guys, I think what, what women don't realize. I know women are very competitive, right? But, but it's not really com, com, competition. It's more self-judgment. Women look at other women and you measure yourself. I mean, men actually compete. There's not a single day. And I'm going to break it down for you just so you know. And both of you are married. You may or may not know this. If a guy right now walks into a bathroom anywhere in a Walmart and he's standing at a urinal, he's competing. I would not like that visual. No, but I'm telling you. you, No, listen to me. Listen to me. I want you to understand the world of men. It is a constant marking of territory. It is a constant innate competition. If it's not, am I as tall as him, as big as him, you know, it's great. It's, and it's an innate thing that God created. You know, it can become very unhealthy when a man is desperate. I mean, it is, it is competition. And so men are constantly losing. Constantly. Women don't lose a lot. Oh, they lose. You lose, but not like men. No way. No I way. don't know. I see social okay. media, so many social okay, so media. Let me you ask compare you. Let me yourself. Ask you this. Let me ask you this. You compare yourself. And you lose. You just no, in your own mind, right? Right. But you're not you're you're not constantly in a battle for position. Oh. You're not. Let me prove it to you. Let me prove it to you. Okay, Do you so know it's like a battle, um, valuing self or in society. Like, like a hierarchy. In society. Of. Do you know that only twenty percent, twenty percent of millennials and Gen Z men, twenty percent date. 80% don't get a date, okay? 80% of millennial and Gen Z women date, get guys. The 80% of guys don't get girls. 80% of guys don't get recognized. 80% of guys don't get attention. They're constantly battling, but the 20% of guys are the guys getting all the spoils. And that's not just in dating, that's in pulling up to a red light. You didn't even for a second driving from Louisiana. I guarantee you pulled up to any red light and thought, dang it, this guy's beating me because his car's faster. His car's pretty. <laughs> it's not how you're wired. I did not. You're right. That is permanent <laughs> for men. Unless that guy, right, mm -hmm. understands who he is in Christ and then all that stuff disappears and then he becomes really dangerous. Because now he's no longer defined and he's no longer competing. And, he, and then if you really want to put some sugar on it, that guy has a girl that champions him. That guy's unstoppable. If she believes in him and she tells him, I think you can. Uh, look at all the stories in history. You write these hero stories. There's a girl that's either cutting the dude's hair off and he loses <laughs> his power, Delilah. Or there's a girl... That looks at him and he goes, this makes no sense, but I'm about to die for you. And I will go all in. And then he gets the spoils. You can't get around this. Women innately are motivated to move. Men were created to hunt, but they've got to be motivated. 
you, you, you've got to motivate a guy. You've got to incentivize a guy. It's almost like he needs a dad in his ear saying, son, I don't care what they say. I'm telling you, you can do this. Those boys with those fathers, they perform. I was raised without a father. It's a major disadvantage. Major. Major. I'm telling you, as a husband of a wife who believes in me, it's immeasurable. So if women could just get to a place where they no longer feel like they're competing with men, but God actually called them to unleash the potential in strong men like a Deborah, right? This country would change. But now women's been convinced, no, emasculate the sons of guns. Neuter yeah. them. Yeah, that's detrimental to everybody. Right? Yeah. Neuter them. You don't want a strong man. You don't need a man. We, right? need, we need people to be who God created them to be. Come on. So um, that's my thing is I have been focusing on like on the individual. Like I want everybody to be who God created them to be. Um, male and female, child, elderly. Um, but I've started, I'm starting to think of it as in people groups and in segments um, that need. But just we need every individual to be who God's called them to be. And I do think we talk about this a lot in Arise that women do have a, a special power. It's part of our influence specifically over men. Um, it does weigh a lot what we say and what we do. Huge. Right. Huge. You know, that's how Huge. Arise actually was birthed. What I came to Philippa with was God asked me a question while I was driving on the road. It was, it was silent. I, all four kids were in school. And he said, why, Katie, do you think that Satan went to the woman with Come the on. apple. Why did he not go to Adam? Why did he not go? He went to Eve. And I thought, I have never asked myself this question. Yeah. Why did mm -hmm. he go to Eve? And he said, because women are influencers. Come on. How are you influencing? Yeah. Positive, it negative? Very, it could be very toxic. Judging or critical? It could be very toxic very. or very positive. Controlling or manipulative? I don't know if Dan will say yes or no. I, nothing, my opinion, Yaku's opinion, nothing disrupts a guy more than, than a fight with his girl. A guy can be in a fist fight. Is that We're yes? We're getting big nods. A, yeah. a guy can be in a fist fight with another guy, bloodied, broken jaw, yeah. whatever, and he can walk into a meeting and still be centered. When I watch guys come into business meetings and if I feel like the guy is not in sync, I go, he had a fight with his wife. Yeah. This is why football coaches and rugby coaches didn't like all the all the myths of don't have sex the night before the game with your wife. Don't get the guys in the hotel. Mm -hmm. and set. It's not about sex. It's got nothing to do about sex. There's no historical data that having sex the night before a game. It's, I don't want to have my team. Drama. Drama. <laughs> I need this dude focused on the play, so we're going to sequester them the night before the game in a hotel. Right. You know, you live the life. Yeah. And and just by God's grace, not walk in and I got half my team completely flustered. Yeah. Not because his brother or his dad had a fight with him. No, because some chick is in his head and dude can't see straight. <laughs> 
That is why women and men, we need to be in the word right? of God. To because, be good influence. Yes. Because then no that, that coach would say, now I want all the wives That's right. to be with the guys because these guys are coming in like superheroes. Right. Well, and I think like I spent a lot of my life like not valuing my worth at all. I didn't matter. I had no value. What I said, you know, my attitude. I did know like if I wasn't doing well because I battled depression for a long time, but you're not called to battle or manage these things. God can set you free from them. That's right. Um, but, you know, this was hugely influential to me to just recognize, oh, what I say matters. Like, oh, what I what I'm doing matters. Just recognizing that that it does have an impact and to be more intentional with it. Mm. It's very important. Yeah. I, I, what, where are you at the moment? Is there, I have my opinions here, but is there a difference? What are you seeing? Let's talk about women in their 40s. And, and what are you seeing with the younger generation? What, what are some things that are concerning you where, where girls, women are pointing in the wrong direction, where we need to, as a society, really say, hey, hold on. This, this, this is a runaway train that produces death. Uh, there's some of those signs, some of the things that- Oh, I would love to take that one on. Go. I think ageism. I think for women, it's constant. Like you're losing your beauty, you're getting older, um, for the, especially for the 40s, you know, and all the lines come and then you're like, ah, and then the gray hair comes and you're like, ah, and then the, <laughs> look, I've been trying to go whiteheaded and see, it stops me too. I still, you know, keep it, as brunette as I can, but I think it's a, honestly, if, if the world didn't promote that you just have to be young and beautiful to get things or to uh, succeed, I think that would free up a lot of people. And so what that does with the mid forties is it speaks to the young ones. I've got to stay beautiful. I've got to do this. And then all the influencers that you see on social media that are promoting sexy and the looks, they're not valuing what's inside. Talent, Just like you, what's, tell yeah. me, what are you thinking? And we're so distracted by this, or by our phones, so distracted that there is no way that we can even hear the Lord. There's no space. I think there's a lot of different things, different um, age groups are battling. Um, we're all battling something. But there are pockets of people that are on fire and passionate for the Lord. And I do believe it's yes, going to be a remnant. Um, so I I used to be frustrated that like, I can start with trafficking, that wow, nobody, it felt like nobody wanted to hear this, specifically in the church. And don't you realize this is a problem because people don't want to hear this and you don't want to do anything about it. But there are people that do, and it's it's a remnant. It's only going to take a remnant, Gideon's 300, to move things and change things. Um, but it's going to take people being on fire, that all in, only Jesus, um, kind of reckless faith, um, getting out of the boat, trusting God to do some impossible things. It's going to change a lot of things. Yeah, something just clicked for me that I want to dive into. I told you about the 80-20, right? 80% of girls, 20% of the guys, 20% of guys. And and now what's happening is the 80% of the young men in Gen Z that are not able to date, they resort to porn. Mm. 
Okay, they're now they're now driven to porn. Okay, but here's what I what just clicked for me. Eighty percent of the girls are going after twenty percent of the men because the girls have unrealistic expectations of themselves. Yeah. Yeah. On beauty. Yeah. On class. On on what is real value, and those eighty percent of the girls are not looking for real value in guys. They're only looking at the aesthetics, the bank account, their family pedigree, right. what they drive. And I feel like that is why we're seeing so many amazing young women of God in their 30s unmarried. Look past the 20% because what you think is the top 20%, not even close. Yeah. Start looking at character and fortitude and and the temperament of the man and the, the talents God deposited into him, not what he's driving or his looks. Or I think, I really think this is something to be said here about our culture today. Yeah. And there's a lot. Dan Funk's wife, they're, they're counseling. When I say a lot, <laughs> I mean a lot of young women in their 30s, unmarried, go, I can't find the guy because they're all competing what they think for these 20%. And those, honestly, sorry, bro, but those are the losers because those are the guys who who have high body count, sleeps with anything with two legs, will sell themselves out, are basically social media prostitutes, have no depth, and not all of you, but heck, a lot of you, okay? And, and look for the guy that has character, the guy that treats his mother well, that has relationship with his sister, the guy that's in the word, the guy that's chasing his dreams even when nobody believes in him. He hasn't made it yet. Stop just going for the guy that's made it because that guy's probably in a degree sold his soul to a way to get there early. And I think girls have this unrealistic expectation of what a good guy is. Well, I would go a step further and tell the 30-year-old, I mean directly, Stop looking. Yeah. Look for Jesus and get in the, I, I, there is something about the word. And there's this, this, when you fall in love with the word and you fall in love with Jesus, he will bring the person. Mm -hmm. well, he will. There's a verse and it's a promise. Seek first his kingdom and righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. And, um, you know, I talk about this a lot. Your promised land probably looks different than you expect because that's what the Israelites dealt with. They're like, oh, crap, there's a bunch of giants in my land. And, yeah, you're going to have to battle. Um, so it may look different, but um, God is faithful to every single one of his promises. Seek him first for sure. Um, I, mean, I mean, come on. I spent most of my day yesterday with, with a dear brother who doesn't have any arms or legs. So, so Kanae, his wife, who's amazing, who's beautiful and, and amazing, and so that Nick. that girl looked at value, yeah. real value, yeah, mm -hmm. and she saw Nick Vojcic, and she saw a father and a husband and a leader in faith, mm -hmm. a limbless man, who I every day I just said, Nick, give me a hand up, and he gives me a little stub. I mean, oh. I mean. Right? Yeah. This is what I'm talking about, though. Because if Kanae was uh, focusing on the 20% that all the social media influencers like, and this is the guy, dude doesn't have legs, doesn't have arms. Okay? So by, by society's definition, oh, he's not top 20%. 
I argue he's top 1% of the 1%. Yeah. That human being is one of the greatest human beings on planet Earth. Well, one thing you can pray is, um, and I've been praying this for a long time, Lord, help me to see people as you see them. Lord, give me eyes to see, give me ears to hear, and heart to feel as you do. And And then I think he's faithful to answer prayers. I think you'll start to see people differently. I think you'll start to see their potential. One of our, I believe, our core issues as a society is we don't value life. Like, I think that comes down to everything. We don't value life. And as Christians, like God created life. (laughs) We kind of have to. So Mm -hmm. the person around you, you know, I don't know, like social, economic, whatever issues you think may separate you or make them less than God created that person. And he has a purpose and a plan for them. And there's something inside of them that the world needs. Um, So I think, you know, as you keep seeking the Lord, but pray those kind of prayers, he's going to show you things. And we need to start speaking life. It's so important. um, Our words, our thoughts matter, um, but our words are really powerful. God spoke and the world was created. We're created in the image of God. Life and death are in the power of the tongue. We need to start speaking life. Um, calling those things up out of people that God put inside of them that are blessings that the world needs. Um, speak it over your kids, speak it over your spouse, speak it over yourself, um, over everybody around you. Start seeing those things um, that God put inside people. And, you know, that's, I mean, I, and how do you do that? You go on a, a treasure hunt. Mm. When you're looking at people, because it's easy to see the negatives in people. It's easy to see when they're selfish or when they're not paying attention or or anyone, you know, for that matter. Mm-hmm. But when you go on a treasure hunt and you're like, what did God put in you? Mm. Let me like. That's so good. And there yeah, could be I mean, some booby is, traps there, yeah. you know. Yeah. But you go on that treasure yeah. hunt and that's how you start calling that out. You know what I see in you? I see that you're bold and that you don't, that you take risk and then you uh, open doors so people can run through. But sometimes you need to, sometimes, you, you know, and, I, and I'm just reminded of this as you're speaking. There's a reason to your point, Philip, of why, you know, Jesus spoke of farming because most of them. They understood from it. 100%. But I, I, you know, I'm in South Africa, I don't know, three, four months ago, and I'm walking. My brother Bjorn, he's a miner. They mine. Okay. And if you go with me, I I kid you not, you'll walk with me and you will not see any potential. Mm. None. You'll see dirt. Africa dirt is red. And you never, I'm an Africa boy, you never get away from that red dirt, right? And, and, and yeah, I know you Georgia clay people. It's not the same. Okay. And you just won the national championship. Okay. But red dirt, Africa dirt's different, but you won't see the potential, but my brother does. Right. And then they start digging and they work. And I talked to him this morning and it's hard work and they go search. Yeah. They go hunt on a trader and then they find gold, Mm -hmm. actual gold. And other people will just walk over it, right? Right. And, and not even know. So I think people are the same. Mm-hmm. Everything that has value on earth, that the earth gives us, is a rare earth metal, right? Mm-hmm. And you got to go find it. Look for it. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't just fall from trees, Right. So why would people be any different? God is consistent. We have to actually be really intentional. And that's painful. Yeah. And it's costly. And it's disappointing. It is. Imagine. 
I mean, it's not easy to be an artesian miner to go and say, okay, just go, you know, no, it, it's, it's painful and it costs. And I think if we start looking at people that way, we're going to unlock potential in people that, I mean, good night. So the people God's already put in your circle, start mining there. That's what I believe. I firm believer and I can talk about this for days with the border crisis and whatever, how we are, are incentivizing people and, and coercing them to be displaced. And I go, wait a minute, God put them there. Don't just move somebody. You're there for a reason. You know, I asked you the other day, are you ready to move out of Louisiana yet? <laughs> and she goes, I want to, but God would have to speak because for the moment he's got you there. Right. He's got you right. in the Shreveport area and that's, you got a mine there and you guys have been mining. And so, so now you're going to go mine talent in Pennsylvania. Can you, for my sake, bring that website back up, please? Because I really want women to understand the significance of this. It's birth in scripture. Just scroll a little bit. And let's just talk about JBM. Helpjbm.org. Go find Katie and Philippa, Katie Walker, Philippa Boyens. Be beautiful, amazing people, writers, authors. But this Northeastern Pennsylvania, February 4th. Uh, you got a little bit of time to RSVP still. $25, 12 and up. Bring your daughters, mom. Yeah. Bring the daughters. Do this together. Um, there's a day pass. I mean, there's so much stuff. I and mean, you keep going. There's bundles, T-shirts. This T-shirt is amazing that Philip has got on. Long sleeve T-shirt. Watchman Warrior Women. It's incredible. There's so many things coming in the future with this brand and what they're building. And it's all about unlocking the potential in women according to Break the Dawn. Where can people find Break the Dawn? Amazon. Amazon. Go to Amazon. Well, they started with books, so they should <laughs> stick with books. Go to Amazon and find Break the Dawn by Philippa and Katie. And, and, and while you're out there, you might as well get a rise. Is a rise on Amazon yes. as well? Actually, is it on your website? It, yeah, they, well, get a rise on, on our website. website on our website, when you buy it from us, you know the money's going towards ministry. Right. If you buy it from Amazon, some it's of still. it some of it goes to ministry. The portion that comes to us, I don't know what Bezos does with it, with the rest <laughs> of it. So, but um, but yeah, but, but for convenience sake, find it on, on Amazon. Um, before we close... I got a little more to go with you here. I want to do a commercial real quick. Can you can you pull up Storyville Coffee for me while I'm talking about Storyville Coffee? I know you drink coffee. And you might as well drink coffee and make your coffee save a life. And I'm not joking. Storyville Coffee, this is called Flyboy. It is the greatest coffee company in the U.S. Actually ranked number one coffee roaster in the USA. Go to Storyville dot com storyville.com this is it dan if you can show them this shot go get yourself storyville coffee number one roaster in the u.s out of seattle conservative a christian company but just amazing people taking care of people and have dedicated a lot of their proceeds to combat human trafficking so when you wow. buy this bag of coffee you're actually helping us save lives from human trafficking you're helping us Teach children in the classroom how to spot a predator online. You're helping us train law enforcement. You're helping us place survivors in safe homes. So what are you drinking at the moment? You're drinking Dunkin'? Don't run on Dunkin'. Run on Storyville. Starbucks? 
terrible coffee. They burn the heck out of it. This is flavor profile. You want real coffee for your artesian coffee lovers? This is coffee. Real coffee. Amazing. I'm going to shame you into buying this coffee because when you drink Starbucks, you're not fighting trafficking. You're not rescuing kids. Heck, you may be funding abortion. Just being real with you. Start voting with your dollar. I don't own the company. I'm not an officer in the company. I just know that they're dedicating a lot of their proceeds to fighting human trafficking. Plus, Storyville Coffee has a champion at the heart of it. Is there a picture of Gary Phelps there on the website? Can you show us Gary Phelps? Whoa, you're going a little fast. Scroll for me. I want to see if Gary's on there. I don't know. Uh, Storyville's slogan is love everybody. Gary Phelps is a C-suite executive at Storyville Coffee, and Gary has an extra chromosome. And yes, you would call Gary Down syndrome, but this is one of the most beautiful human beings I've ever met in my life. The first time I, I met Gary, he said, I've never hurt anybody, and nobody's ever hurt me. And his mom's like, people have heard him, Yaku, but he only remembers the good in people. And oh so the slogan on the back of every bag is love everybody, order and subscribe to order Storyville Coffee and help us save human lives. Um, Storyville.com. Philippa. Okay. Can you talk about some things that's in the future with Watchmen Warrior Women or is it premature? Well, we definitely have another devotional that we are working on soon. And it is about um, the piece of the puzzle you are and calling people into their value and where they belong. So we didn't get into screenplays and film. and We and, do have a lot of that. Yeah. Huh? We have some now. animated movies. Right? Yeah. Come on, moms. I mean, they're you coming. Wanna, you want to follow this? <laughs> but that's way Watchmen. premature. It's still here. No, but you want to watch. You want to? Okay. Well, well, Carmen is not the TV series Carmen. <laughs> that's right. We uh, we're very excited about um, this film and TV show, and it's about um, a, the atonement of Carmen Lazardo and how um, it's about repentance and just being aware of the harm we've done to ourselves and each other and making atonement for that. And but it's really a thriller. It is. Never thought I'd write a thriller. <laughs> it's a, it's a suspense. <laughs> no, it's a suspense thriller with a female lead. And, and she's a, and she's a she's Latina. Hispanic, yeah. Yes. Right? A spicy Latina. Yes. Uh, you know, and, and incredible backstories. These characters are phenomenal. Really I mean, fun. when I, I mean... Yeah, what a what an arc in characters. You write most incredible characters. Well, it's really fun with Katie. She's yeah. got a great. Um, we have some very fun characters. Yes. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. But we're also working on some kids' books too because we do believe in inspiring the next generation too. So. Yeah. So women, please come on, follow these ladies. This is worth following, not just because Philippa's my wife. She's God's daughter first, way before she's my wife. An amazing mom. Katie's an amazing mother, a wife, a warrior for Christ. Invest your time and your money where you see God is moving. And let's not squander that gift of time and talent and finance. Get these books. Support these women. Ask them to bring Watchman Warrior to your city, to your church. Uh, connect with them online. Follow their stuff. Um, and let's unlock the potential in women. Please. Please. Let's go. So we can call the men back up. 
Absolutely. Because honestly, we need some warriors on the front lines. We need men to step up. Yeah. And so we, we, we need that. And mom, send your sons to Watchman Warrior for men. But we're focusing on the women. <laughs> we're, we're also doing live videos right now. And you can follow us on katieandphilippa.com. Uh, we're on Instagram and Facebook and YouTube. Yeah, yeah. Uh, how often is that? Every Wednesday, 10 a.m. Central. Every Wednesday, 10 a.m. Central, there's a new episode. Yeah. And you cover whatever God's laying on your heart mm -hmm. there. Yeah. Okay. Well, any last words for the show? Not last words. For the moment. For the moment. Until next time. I think, I think um, this is your moment to create something new today, right now, no matter what. Sure. This is your moment. New blank page. Your blank page. <laughs> God's called you to be a woman of influence, women, and... He needs you to be a hero. And He's get up. To be. Yes. Get and, and I'll say this up. to the guys, though. You want a strong woman. Don't be intimidated by a strong woman. Because so many men are intimidated by strong women. Because they feel challenged. Dude, you're supposed to be challenged. Stop backing down. Take the challenge. How God's used this woman, both of these women, to refine my life and goodness. We're surrounded in this organization by <laughs> strong women. I can't turn left or right without being sharpened. And and praise God for it. Crystal Funk. I mean, praise God for it. So come on, guys. You want your wife, your women, your girlfriend, your sister, your mom. You want them to be completely free and unlocked. And they will challenge you. And that's good for you. It is good for you. Uh, it's going to unlock some strong men. So thank you. God bless you. Bless Thanks you. for being here. Um, Thanks for having us. Yes. Hopefully you had as much fun as I did. Um, this oh, yeah. was fun. <laughs> we can always bring a little more fun. <laughs> Next hey, time. Hey, bring it. Bring it. <laughs> go get them. Yeah, go get them. God bless you. Talk to you next time.